The Jaguars are future focused. Future focused. This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC, is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, Baptist Health, and by TIAA Bank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. And welcome in. It's Jaguars post game presented by Florida Home AC. Final score at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. The Colts 34 and the Jaguars 27. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Disappointing day for the Jaguars to say the least. Matt Ryan with a career high 42 completions in the game and 58 attempts. And the 10th best passing yardage day in his career in game number 228 of his career. Uh, Fred, the uh, Jaguars' defense couldn't get it done today. The offense ran the ball a lot early. And then three lead changes in the fourth quarter alone. Indy comes out on top. What's up, Fred? JP, Big Mike, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going. I mean, it's, it's October. It's boogeyman month. I mean, I can pick on these guys. Or I can be Freddy Krueger. But the only thing is, we're not dreaming, man. This isn't a dream. The Jags got to play better. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, they got to play a lot better, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they carved him up, it looked like, with that short passing game today, Fred. Obviously, after sacking Matt Ryan five times in the first matchup, they were not going to let that happen. They didn't have Jonathan Taylor to rely on. Um, did you see – any adjustments made to try to slow down that passing game? I know they were talking about on the broadcast switching it up from man to zone, but uh, it just seemed like whatever Matt Ryan saw out there, he had some easy completions. Yeah, Matt did a really good job of – Matt did an amazing job of taking his first read. You can look at the completions there. As you guys see, he broke their record. I mean, after all the years of having Peyton Manning there, you'd be surprised that Matt Ryan – holds the record, but he took advantage. You know, he took his progression, and uh, the guys made plays for him. Pittman, he had an amazing day with uh, 15 targets, uh, 16 targets, and he hauled in 13 of those, and uh, he made the guys. He showed strength. He was, you know, just bullying our guys, and then you couple that with Jackson, Jackson, uh, 10 targets, 10 receptions, almost 100 yards. He was 21 yards shy. And those two guys, you know, they pretty much uh, were the bulk of the receptions. Um, Shaquille Griffin, you know, I was talking about being a boogeyman and and and, and uh, picking on someone. You know, teams are going to do that for the duration of the season. You know, he's been a pass interference machine. Uh, he's just kind of been out of sync. I don't know if he's a true number one. Uh, that will, I will hang a big question mark over his head. Uh, he's not playing like it, at least. Um, and, you know, to give up that big touchdown at the end, that's a that's a huge no-no. But our teams are going to pick on him going forward because he would, in my opinion, be the, the guy to go after from now on. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Final score, 34-27, the Colts over the Jaguars. The Jags got the lead with 2.44 to play in the fourth quarter on a Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk pass. It was an 18-play, 84-yard drive that ate 10 minutes of game clock, 10.03. The uh, two-point play was no good, so the Jags led by one. 
And yeah, you mentioned that play at the end with the Colts driving down the field. They converted a third down earlier in the drive to Pittman and then third and 13, throwing it up to uh, Alec Pierce for the uh, what would be the game-winning touchdown, 32 yards, and the Colts and the Jaguars split the season series, Mike. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it, Fred. I mean, definitely lapses there, but really you look at Deion Jackson and the game he had today as well, and I know a lot of it was catching the ball out of the backfield, but they come in here with their third running back, and Jackson runs it for 42 yards and a touchdown, catches another 10 out of the backfield. Could you tell – if anyone in particular was getting picked on, Fred, or was that just some quick-hitting stuff uh, that Matt Ryan was able to recognize uh, and get the ball out quickly? Yeah, I think, uh, as I said to start, Mike, Matt, he recognized what the Jags were giving him. You know, whether it was man coverage, the backs took their and underneath, they won their matchups. And then when the Jags changed up and went zone and, and, and got deep, played soft coverage, you know, he got the ball out quick. I don't know how many under-crossing routes that um, uh, Pittman ran himself that was wide open. And you're talking about Jackson, just some check-down routes and underneath stuff that they executed on, and it extended those drives for him. Jaguars offense today, Trevor Lawrence finished 20 of 22 passing, 163 and a touchdown. ETN continued to get some yardage over 100 total yards in the game today 86 on the ground on 10 carries including a 48 yarder and 40 yards through the air in the receiving game seemed like zay jones was all over the place it didn't have a huge yardage game but five targets five catches in this game and the offense as we said fred first half especially was making it a point to just run the football they weren't putting it in the air much at all early in the game and they had to later Yeah, so JP, the, yes, I think you mentioned. I think you mentioned the run game. I was having some connection issues. Yes, but you know, I just to just to mention that briefly, and I could barely hear your question. But I want to talk about the run game. You know, to spoil the amazing day by the group. Yeah, you know, ETN finally got his breakout. Uh, um, you look at what the other guys did, what they did collectively as a group. Just an amazing day, and it's rare that you see a team go. You know, they averaged 7.4 carry, had longs of 61 and 48. Uh, Hasty, that was just an amazing third and short run by him. But 33 for 243, you know, it, it's rare you lose these games. And uh, the coach just did enough to win. And, and it posed the question, man, um, they, they do have to play better on third and short. I did not like their execution on third and short today. Fourth downs. You know, how many times are we going to press the issue on fourth down? And, you know, I don't want to question Coach Peterson. He's a su successful Super Bowl winning coach. But, but I, I sometimes I think that you have an opportunity uh, uh, when you look at fourth down as a bonus down, you know, that aggressiveness can cost you. And in this case, they, they actually took the lead. So it, it almost covered that part up. But your defense, you know, they gave up the big play at the end. But those are question marks for me as well going forward. I don't know if you guys think the same, but um, at one point I thought the fourth down call was a bad call when we were it was 21-19. Like, put the points and hopefully play good defense. Even if you let them score, you have an opportunity to go out there and score again. Now you don't have to waste the two-point conversion. That's yeah, him. I don't mind going for it on fourth down, Fred. What I mind is when it's fourth and one, 
and you're already in the shotgun, and then you're going to run to the side of the field and you're going to do an option pitch back to Travis Etienne. When he catches that ball, he is now five yards from the line to gain. And all the pursuit is right there. I mean, I just don't understand that play call at all on fourth and one. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. That's an amazing observation. And the everyday fan won't recognize that. They'll just call it an option play. But again, you're, you're, what are you telling the defense? Uh, the, the 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 runner himself now he has to take his eye off the defender to secure the ball and now put it back on the defender i've never liked a toss play for that very reason i want to get mine in my hand now give me an opportunity to react but um i i agree with you i couldn't agree with you more i didn't necessarily like that play call but i don't get paid to call the plays you know and i don't get paid to execute them but i do get paid to talk about it and uh for me it wasn't a great call Final score, 34-27. Plenty to come. Bucky Brooks standing by in Indianapolis. He'll have a conversation with head coach Doug Peterson after a Jaguars loss in week six. The Jags fall to a record of two and four overall, one and two in the AFC South. Indy now three, two and one overall, and one, two and one in the division. Plenty more ahead. This is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues after a Jaguars loss in Indianapolis. Final score, Colts 34, Jaguars 27. The Colts now 3-2-1 overall. The Jags 2-4 overall, 1-2 in the division. The Colts and the Jaguars split the season series. And Indy uh, continues to, uh, well, they had a big day today, obviously, offensively. Uh, their best day offensively all season. Indy goes for 434 total yardage in the game. Matt Ryan with his 10th best career passing day through the air yardage-wise, 389 and 42 of 58 passing. The second most completions ever against the Jaguars in Jags history and the most attempts for any opposing quarterback against a Jaguars team in the history of the franchise today. Unbelievable. Fred, we're just talking on the break uh, – you didn't hear us, but how do you run for 243? Your quarterback goes 20 of 22 passing. You don't turn it over until the very final play when, you know, you're in that scramble mode. So, I, I mean, it's almost impossible to lose when you've got those numbers, it would seem, right? I mean, the quarterback completed yeah. almost everything he threw, and you're running down their throat. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I totally agree with you there. That's the point I was making, man. Uh, that's just old-school football. The statistics – Look like an old school football game that I, I don't I don't know it wasn't the turnovers weren't there um, obviously the big plays there at the end uh, that flipped the score but the different scoring changes uh, as JP mentioned a second ago in the fourth quarter how many did you call out there JP so, what was the, oh lead changes three of them in the fourth quarter yeah three lead changes in the fourth quarter I mean just a, it was a great it was a very good football game. Naturally, it was a good football game. They're going to look at, look at it statistically and say, hey, where did we lose this game? And it really came down to me was the, 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 the short yardage ball game, the, the interferences there, and that big play by Griffin. Um, so I, I don't know what the coaches are going to say when they watch this game, but it's really hard to point out where you really lost the game at other than right there. I'll say from one positive standpoint, and again, there's no moral victories. We're not saying that, but – Trevor Lawrence found himself down in the fourth quarter with a chance to lead his team down the field and take the lead late 
he was able to do that. Unfortunately, the defense, uh, Fred, didn't give him that come-from-behind victory, didn't allow the team to have that come-from-behind victory. But what did you see out of Trevor late in the game that you may have liked as uh, the Jags were trailing and he was leading them to that touchdown? Uh, I think unlike last week, he, he did make better decisions with the ball. I don't think Trevor forced anything, especially in situations, and he played accordingly. Um, you know, I, I think overall as a unit, I like to see him convert better on third and one. You know, uh, they did get the fourth and one there late uh, in the in the game. But, um, yeah, I think overall Trevor had a solid day. On that drive, I have him down for three runs to convert first downs, mm-hmm. a third and three, a fourth and one sneak, and then a 13-yard run a little later as well. And uh, he's a big piece of that 18-play, 84-yard drive at eight. 10 minutes and three seconds off the game clock in the fourth quarter. But uh, it put the Jags up by one. The two-point play no good. And then Ryan gets the Colts down the field for the game-winning touchdown on the ensuing drive. And, uh, yeah, just not enough today for this Jaguars team. Uh, And it is, by the way, the 243 rushing yards as a team, Fred, is the sixth most in franchise history today. And it comes on the losing end of a game, which is uh, that that doesn't happen all that often. Nah, I, I agree with. Did, did we lose any of those other games, JP? I'd have when to we go, had that, that, <laughs> that amount of yards rushing. I'd have to really go look. I'll dig it. But yeah, I, yeah, it's I doubt tough it. to do. I doubt it. Yeah, so, so I'd be surprised if we did. Fred, obviously, I mean, like I don't know. You know, last week you figured the message was, hey, beatable team, division game at home, kind of a must-have based on, you know, where things stand in the AFC South, then, okay, you lose that game, you go on the road against an opponent that you manhandled just a month ago, and they're depleted. I, I mean, I don't what is the message now coming out of this game? I know you got to pick yourself up and get ready for another football game next week, but uh, this has gone the wrong direction in a hurry in the last three weeks. Yeah, I mean, right now we can we can look at the team and say it's the same old Jags, but it's not. Quite honestly, we can look at the few plays in the game. They're, they're a lot more competitive than they had been the pre- previous couple years. You can see that they have some players in place that are going to make this team a better team going forward. Uh, they got to continue to chip away. You know, no moral victories, as you said, but when you're able to identify the minimal amount of plays that either win or, or, or lose your game, or more so lose your game in this case, then you know it's a team that's competing. They're fighting to the end. You don't really see fans leaving the stadium. So they're a better ball club. they got to find a way to get over that hump. And that's for me, that's what it's about. How can they get over that hump? What is it going to take to get over that hump? And uh, they just got to keep grinding away. No time to have this pity party. Does it indicate that? And that's the NFL. You said it last week, Mike. That's the NFL. We could have won this or we should have won that. Everybody feels that way. Yep. Looking at the game around the league, you think people are saying Pittsburgh uh, would pick it and then a concussed picket and a, a, a Rubisky, Rubisky coming in the game? You're not thinking Tampa fans are saying we should have won that game? With the of course they are. Uh, NFL, you can lose any week, but you got to win those games you're supposed to win, and this should have been one of them. The uh, Jaguars fall by a final score of 34-27. The uh, Jaguars 
Uh, running for a bunch of yards today. Trevor Lawrence efficient in the game as well. And the Jags uh, lose in the fourth quarter. Three lead changes in the fourth in uh, this ball game. By the way, Fred, you were right. Uh, all the previous five better rushing days in Jags history were all wins. I just looked them all up. So You would suspect well, that would be yeah, the case. Figure. There's some close games in there now. There was a blowout or two wins, but a couple of one-score games also with um, – Running at the right time, got it done, but not today. And uh, Matt Ryan has a uh, nearly a career, actually career day in completions, and uh, he's just a few off the attempts career high for him in this game as well. And they had not scored more than 20 points in any game this year, and they're coming off a game where they looked absolutely atrocious offensively. You know, I, I don't know, Fred. I don't know what to – to tell you right here, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, again, I think it's more, much more disappointing what the defense did today than what the offense did allowing those 34 points. And obviously, you know, you give up the late touchdown, that's always going to be disappointing. But, you know, once they got going there, it really kind of opened up there late in the second quarter. Fred. They had it was 14 to three. You know, you let yeah. them convert some third downs. It looked like you might be able to hold them to a field goal, and they get the touchdown. And on top of that, you go three and out and give it right back and give up another. And you just can't have that as a way to end a half. No, not if you want to be that dominant defense that, you know, you think you could be. You know, you have to close the door on these teams. And, uh, you know, at one point when, I, when, when Doug did go for it there on the coach 32, I'm like, okay, I don't know if they trust the field goal kicker. That's that's okay. I get it. I Do we believe in our offensive front to be able to make a yard? Potentially so. Or is it we don't think if we do kick a field goal to make it, the defense isn't stopping anyone. Mm-hmm. So there are a few things that you have to you know throw around uh, uh, Doug's decision to go for it there on fourth down, and I believe it potentially could have been part of the latter when the defense, the coach, hadn't been stopped. You know, the entire second half. So uh, they just found their niche from the second quarter forward, and they just continued to move the ball and move the ball, and the off- the defense really didn't pose the Colts' offense. So but if they want to be top-tier defense, they got to learn how to make the stop and close these games out. It reminded me of the Philly game. You know, you had that big kick start there, the pick six, the whole dot nine, 14-0. And then you could have went up, but neither here nor there. That didn't happen. And then this game, same thing. You got to find a way to close out these games if you want to be these type defenses that go out there when you get this lead. Dogs want to hunt. If that's what you want to be, that's what you got to do. Final score, Colts 34, Jaguars 27, plenty ahead. We're still out to Bucky Brooks standing by and Indy. We'll hear from him with head coach Doug Peterson after uh, Peterson – Meets with the media in Indianapolis, so head down the hall and visit with Bucky. Disappointing day in Indy for the Jaguars, 34-20. Compared to the first matchup. But um, got to just be in better position to make those plays. All right, Fred Taylor with us on the phone line. Let's go back to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Bucky Brooks standing by with head coach Doug Peterson. Bucky? Coach, what are your thoughts on a tough loss today? You know, I thought our guys battled, you know, for 60 minutes. They hung in there. Um, you know, this film is going to, uh, I think, sort of solidify some things for us. Um, you know, we, we've got some things, obviously, to clean up. Um, you know, um, decisions on the field, third down defensively, you know, even offensively in the in the passing game. And, you know, uh, 
just looking at the whole thing, the whole picture, I mean, give credit to the to the Colts. I mean, they they had a really good game plan today. The the plan was to obviously get the ball out of out of Matt's hands and and uh, have that quick strike. And um, I thought there, you know, other than a couple of plays, you know, we we did some nice things, you know, quite honestly, and and, and things that we can learn from. You know, team, coach, the team is so close to turning the corner, but you have to go through some of these tough moments to eventually be a champion. How do you keep him encouraged during this part of the process? You know, it, it, it falls on, obviously it falls on me, you know, from uh, the leadership standpoint of the football team and how, how uh, you know, how just staying positive, right? And, and still we got we to gotta show them, we got to hold everybody accountable, myself included, and, and um, you know, just keep reiterating the fact that, you know, we're going to get this thing flipped around. This is a this is a uh, an opportunity today to to, to do that. Uh, we came up short, but but I do believe that these these types of games are going to make us better uh, in the future. And um, you know, uh, we'll we'll learn and and uh, hopefully overcome that. You know, offensively today was a, a showcase game for the running attack. Uh, so much conversation had been about the ratio. How'd you get those guys going? How do you feel about the overall look of that running game today? Well, the overall look was was good. I mean, we did some nice things, kept them off balance. We you know we hit some inside sort of uh, trap schemes there a little bit, and we hit some perimeter runs, and you know did, just did some nice things. Receivers blocked extremely well on the perimeter, which it takes, and um, you know it's just um, uh, you, you just kind of never know how the game's going to go, and you know, and and uh, today it was the run game, and we got some uh, explosive in in the run game, and. Um, you know, but the the pass game was efficient. You know, we were able to pick up some big chunk plays. We got some, obviously, some help with some defensive holdings and defensive pass interference calls that kept us on the field as well. And uh, Trevor stepped up, made some nice throws. And um, you know, overall, you look at it and and um, you know, you just you just you just kind of hurting for the guys, you know, because they they did battle. It wasn't perfect by no means. Um, and we just got to figure out a way to, to finish it and win these games. Well, there's certainly a lot to build on from this performance. We look forward to seeing you next week against the Giants. Appreciate it, Bucky. All right, that's head coach uh, Doug Peterson in Indianapolis with Bucky Brooks. The final score, 34-27 Colts over the Jaguars in week six. The Jags fall to two and four overall, one and two in the AFC South. Plenty ahead. We'll come back in a moment and take a look at the highlights and the vice star final stats right around the corner as well this is jaguars post game on jaguars radio welcome back it's jaguars post game presented by florida home ac jp shadrick mike dempsey fred taylor final score 34 27 the colts over the jaguars in week six PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jaguars, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. Let's get to the highlights from today's game. And the Jaguars had an early lead. There were three lead changes in the fourth quarter. Early in this game, though, neither team could really get anything going. Indy had the ball first. They go seven plays and punt. And then... The Jaguars on offense. They got a 48-yard run from Travis Etienne Jr., but it comes up short. The Jags were in field goal range, but there was a sack of Trevor Lawrence from DeForest Buckner of 15 yards that moved them out of field goal range, and they had to punt it away. Indy going three and out, and the Jaguars' second possession starting at their own 44-yard line. Good field position, and they cash it in six plays later with the quarterback. Now motion. It's a quarterback sneak, Trevor Lawrence into the end zone, I believe. No signal yet. Touchdown! 
He was into the end zone. It took a while to get the signal, but that's a one-yard touchdown run by Trevor Lawrence. Extra point made it 7-0 Jaguars. Next possession ended the first quarter for Indy, and they finished with a field goal on that drive. 13 plays, 4.52 off the clock, 28-yard field goal from McLaughlin. Jaguars led 7-3. The Jaguars back on offense. The ensuing drive, they took advantage of a defensive holding penalty, and then Jamichael Hasty breaks loose. They give it to Hasty, tries the right side into the open field. 45, 40, 30. No one's going to catch him. Inside the 10, inside the 5, into the end zone, touchdown. Are you kidding me? Jermichael Hasty just exploded for the score. Extra point good, 14-3. Jaguars feeling good about it. Indy had to punt again, a 41-yard drive, but nothing doing. Jaguars go three and out, and this is still in the second quarter. The next Indy drive, though, they finally find Pater. They go eight plays, 54 yards, and Matt Ryan Starting to rack up some yardage through the air. Shotgun, another blitz, dropping, fires left side. That ball is going to be caught, and it's going to be a touchdown. He hit the pylon. Paris Campbell reached out while being tackled, and the ball hit the pylon. Darius Williams had the cover, but that's going to be a touchdown for Indianapolis. Ryan to Paris Campbell, a four-yard touchdown pass. The extra point good for Indy. There was a pass interference on Shaq Griffin on that drive on third and eight. That kept the drive going, and they end up uh, in the end zone. So Jaguars led it 14-10 at that point. Then a three and out for the Jaguars. Indy gets the ball with a chance after a nice punt return from Kiki Kuti, who paid the price on a hit at the end of it. It was a 15-yard reception on a third and 10 to convert to keep the drive going. And then Chase McLaughlin hit a 42-yard field goal for Indy. And the halftime score, Jaguars 14, Colts 13. On to the second half. The Jaguars open the third quarter with the football. ETN gets a 27-yard gain. It was a third down conversion. There was a defensive holding call and then a false start moving around. Tim Jones had a nice catch. Seven plays later, the Jaguars knock it on the door again. Trevor's going to keep it on a quarterback run into the end zone. Touchdown! Trevor Lawrence kept it himself and scored for the Jaguars. Second rushing score of the day for Trevor Lawrence, 21-13 after the extra point. The Jaguars on top. Indy coming back on offense. The Jaguars defense had them third and 12 at the Indy 43. There was an incomplete pass, but a roughing the passer call on Trayvon Walker. Got his hand up into the face of Matt Ryan. The play or the, the drive rather continued with some crossing routes. They kept moving the ball, churning up yardage, 75 yards on the drive, and Indy finding the end zone again. Handoff to Jackson, lowers his shoulder into the end zone for the touchdown. A three-yard touchdown run for the Indianapolis Colts. They went for two. It was originally called good, but during a commercial timeout, the review took it off the board. So the Jaguars led 21-19. The Jags in the third quarter get the ball again. They go nine plays, and on a fourth and one at the Indy 32, it's a fourth down try, and it's an option pitch right, and it's a tackle for loss to end that drive. Indy starting at their own 34-yard line on the next possession. The third quarter ended. They move on to the fourth, and then Matt Ryan continuing to throw it on this Jaguars defense finds his tight end. Four-man front for Jacksonville. Rushing the passer. Fires to the left. Sixth best rushing day in franchise history. The Colts only ran for 45 yards in the game. 
passing net, 389 for the Colts, 134 for the Jaguars. Penalties, four for 44 yards against the Jags, seven for 52 yards against the Colts. One turnover, it was on the last play of the game when they kept uh, flipping it back and laterals and all that. It was officially a fumble at the end recovered by Indy. Time of possession, uh, Mike, as you said, was uh, heavily in favor of Indy in the first half. But a 10-minute drive late for the Jaguars got it back in their favor. They held it for 31 minutes, 11 seconds. And, wow, the uh, the, the Jags lose this game uh, outrushing the Colts by nearly 200 yards. Crazy. I mean, you almost will never see that. Uh, and individually, Trevor Lawrence, as we mentioned, 20-22, 163 yards, one touchdown. That one to Kirk was sacked four times, had a quarterback rating of 112.7 in terms of a passer rating. He's had four passer ratings now in his career, over 100. Three of those have come against Indianapolis. This is the first one that's come in a loss. Uh, so he's 3-1, and one, or the Jags are 3-1 and one in games in which Trevor Lawrence has that passer rating, over 100. He also uh, chipped in with a couple of rushing touchdowns, six carries for 23 yards today. Travis Etienne led the way on the ground with 86, and Jermichael Hasty uh, pitched in with a 61-yard rushing TD. Matt Ryan, as we've talked about, threw for 389 Three touchdowns, no interceptions, the reverse of what he did in week two with no touchdowns and three interceptions. Deion Jackson, 12 for 42 on the ground with a touchdown. He was solid there, but really hurt him in the passing game. Caught 10 out of the backfield for 79 yards. Michael Pittman Jr. caught 13 for 134 for the Indianapolis Colts. Touchdown receptions by Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce, and Jelani Woods. On the Jag side of things, leading receiver was Zay Jones, 5 for 42. Evan Ingram, 5 for 40 in this game. And as we mentioned, uh, Kirk with the lone receiving TD. Uh, Foye Aluakin had 12 total tackles, six solos in the game today. No sacks for the Jaguar defense. All right, there you have it, the Star final stats. Fred Taylor back with us on the phone line now. And, uh, yeah, big day for Matt Ryan, 42 of 58, 389, three touchdowns. The, the killer at the end, though, on the third down and 13 play is the one – that put the Colts over the top for good, even after the Jaguars ran for 243 yards. This one's frustrating for a lot of different reasons, but uh, some of those numbers are why, Fred. Uh, JP, Mike, the, you can look at these stats, man. Uh, it seems that everybody played well offensively. Matt Ryan had an amazing day. Trevor Lawrence had an amazing day. We talked about a couple weeks ago his game. I forget which game it was, but I said it was his best game as a pro. But here he is today with a 91% completion rate. I mean, that's almost unheard of. And, and, and the couple that would have lost, that's even more unheard of. And the couple that with 243 yards rushing, we know the rest, right? But uh, these guys really went out there and they put on a really good display offensively. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to get them the W today. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars radio network. Final score, Colts 34, Jaguars 27. Plenty ahead on Jaguars postgame. We'll return with the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey and Fred Taylor after a Jaguars loss in Indianapolis. 
34-27, the final. It's time for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote, Mike gets a vote, and Fred gets a vote and a half to break any ties. We'll begin with Fred Taylor today. Who's your player of the game nominee? JP, I got to go with Trevor Lawrence, man. I just mentioned 91% completion, two rushing touchdowns. He averaged almost four yards a carry. I mean, I thought Trevor played well. He managed the game. Uh, you know, he was more alert awareness-wise. He didn't make any mistakes. No turnovers. He protected the ball. He led his team. And he had one uh, passing touchdown as well in there. So my vote is Trevor Lawrence. I'm tempted to go with Jermichael Hasty because I don't know if he'll ever be in position to get another one here. So I will leave the drama in your hands. I would probably, if it were my own vote, just go with Trevor Lawrence, but I'll just recognize Jermichael Hasty, JP. So I'll leave the uh, the voting in your hands. Yeah, I was leaning a little bit towards ETN just because he had a couple big runs again today, a 48-yarder, but uh, I think Fred's hit this one right on the nose yeah. today. Trevor Lawrence, efficient. Uh, safe with the football, didn't put it on the deck, you know, converted a, a sneak or two in the game, and then the touchdown runs also. So they used his legs a little bit more. Lawrence, six carries officially for 23 yards in the game in some key moments. So he is the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate, work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're back with the Baptist Health Injury Report when we return. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC, and it's time now for the Baptist Health Injury Report. Baptist Health, changing health care for good. couple of names popping up on there. Actually, one uh, big one today. Jamal Agnew was not out there at the start of the second half on the opening kickoff return and was later questionable with a knee issue and did not return to the football game, it appeared, and uh, that's not ideal because ideal, obviously uh, Agnew, a uh, big threat in the kick return game, had seen some activity as a wide receiver end around kind of stuff, or when somebody's injured, he would step in there and and play a role, Mike. So if he's down for a, a period, that could be an issue. Had a really nice play today. Took it down to about the half-yard line. Almost scored a touchdown on a little inside handoff kind of reverse deal. Uh, he did stay on the sideline in uniform. So that's at least that good of a sign, you know, That, uh, but who knows what the status is. You're right. You can't afford to lose uh, a guy. You don't have many game changers yet, established game changers at what he does he is proven to be that guy in the National Football League, so let's hope that he's able to get out there next week. Marvin Jones Jr. missed the game with a hamstring issue that popped up late in the week. Foley Fatukasi with a quad injury uh, was back on the practice field a little bit this week, but not good enough to go in today's game. So there you have it with the Baptist Health Injury Report. We're back in a moment, and we'll get the final thoughts from Fred Taylor. Final score, 34-27. Colts over the Jaguars. The Jaguars game day radio broadcast is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network.
Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Jaguars fall to a record of 2-4, 1-2 and, four, one and two in the AFC South after a 34-27 final today in Indianapolis. Next week, Fred, the New York football giants come calling. And New York is putting together a very, very good start to the season. Another win today. They beat Baltimore 24-20. And all of a sudden, the Giants are 5-1 and one and are beating good football teams, too. These are no fluke wins, at least it appears, for the Giants coming in here. Hey, JP. Um, and it's all led by Saquon Barkley. I mean, he. I think he's pretty much, you know, he told everybody, hey, I'm back. You know, he's really playing lights out for his team. I, I saw his game today. Should, should have had another touchdown as a fantasy owner. I'm like, come on, Saquon. Uh-huh. They're not going <laughs> to – you can go up 11 with a minute left of the game. I don't think you're going to lose it. But it's still smart play by him. Definitely the leader of that team. He's the heartbeat of that team. And it's not going to be an easy task for the Jaguars next week. The good thing is they're at home. They have shown some signs of playing okay versus the run, you know, minus the, the Philly game. And I, and I think that they're, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Daniel, Daniel Jones, he doesn't, uh, uh, he's not a big threat, but he is a player. He's out there making plays for his team. But if you bottle up Saquon, you give yourself a better opportunity to get a victory. Yeah, it's been easier said than done for every team going against easier the Easier said than done, Mike. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and Daniel Jones is playing well, man. I mean, he's not going to put up many 400-yard passing games, but he is making plays for his football team. And, and he can run, too, now. Look, he had uh, got yeah, one guy he can back. Do back. He got uh, Wondell Robinson back today, but he's still down three of his top four wide receivers, and he's out there beating good teams. So, uh, you know, it doesn't get easy, Fred, as, uh, as you pointed out at the top of the broadcast. Welcome to the NFL, man. Every week, it's something else. Yeah, Mike, it's, it's something else, but Again, another opportunity is what it is. Those guys got to, you know, go back, play to his film, you know, try not to uh, 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 try not to minimize their confidence and, and realize that it's only a few plays here and there, and their record could be totally different than what it is. They just go out there and thank them for the opportunity, man, and try to get another double or try to get a win. Fred, uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you a little later in the week. Speak to you guys soon. And I'm calling Carlos. You know why, <laughs> I got you, Fred. We'll, we'll have talk a, about it later. <laughs> have a good week. Fred Taylor, proud of the Jaguars right, run, running back, <laughs> joining us uh, on the phone line. So uh, the Giants in here next week. That'll do it for Jaguars postgame. For those in our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, stick around. The scoreboard show is next. We'll have your phone calls at 355-NFL1, 355-6351. VP of Production, Patrick Cavanaugh, Executive Producer, Dave DeCandis, Manager of Radio, Joe Fortunato, Linda Fortunato, our Studio Producer, Tony Smith as well. David Cho, Brent Reber, Trimpadilla, Gabby Dalton, produce our videos for Jaguars.com. For Fred Taylor, Mike Dempsey, Bucky Brooks, and our entire crew, this is J.P. Shadrick saying goodnight. Final score, Colts 34, Jaguars 27 on the Jaguars Radio Network.